Picture this. It's a scorching hot day, and you're mm -hmm. shooting in an open field in Lancaster, and you're on take, like, 18 of a shot that you thought was so simple, but the director is looking for something so specific, and you can see the agency, and they are getting impatient, and they're ready to move on, and the talent is a minor and is about to melt down. Ooh, I may have had this happen before. <laughs> what the hell do you do? We are going to answer that in this episode and many more situations that Christian and I have both come up with in real oh. life. Or maybe we made them up. We, you don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say that we probably have experienced everything we're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that we're going to ask each other and without prior knowledge of what the other one's going to ask. Three mystery questions each. We're going to quiz each other <laughs> so on this excited. episode to see how we're going to handle these <laughs> crazy situations. So grab a drink. I know I need one. And roll the intro. Welcome to the Producers Happy Hour with your hosts, Sister Christian and Lawrence Lewis. We are two producers with over 20 years of experience each, chatting over drinks about what it means and what it takes to be a good producer. Join us for insightful interviews and informative show topics that will help you get through your toughest jobs, biggest production challenges, and most difficult clients. So grab a drink. You're going to need it. And let's get to it. Because making shit is hard. Well, this is going to be a fun one, sister. I cannot wait. How the hell are you doing? So today is um, the end of week seven of the construction going on outside my house. And there is no end in sight. But somehow they didn't show up today. Oh. Must be some sort of construction guy holiday. But I um, I mean, I was shocked that there wasn't construction equipment going on at 8 a.m. this morning. Yeah, so I have been yeah. living it up today. Ooh, it's a party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the little things in life, right? How it are you is. doing? I'm all right. I am uh, delightfully between jobs, which means I get a focus on all of my other little side businesses. Have some creative time. I'm, uh, you know, That's working nice. on some music with some friends working on my house in Joshua Tree and doing voiceover work. Oh, that Hoping sounds one so of delicious. Yes, I know. And I don't mean to rub it in because I know you're on a you're on a, a torturous job, but uh, we won't we won't we won't get into that. I don't even know. That. Like it was it, this year has been feast or famine to be honest. Yeah. So I'm, I yeah. You know, and I know how we try to qualify with everything. Like you know, it could be worse. We're at war. You know that kind. Of, you know, like I get it. Well, like yeah. I'm not making light of anything, no. but also like I'm also trying not to trauma compare because my trauma is to me right now is pretty intense. So yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you for the acknowledgement. Yeah, that's the other thing. I I get to fill my day with uh, personal projects in mm. order to kind of escape the realities of totally. what we're living through in this world right now. So my heart goes out to everybody right now because I know everybody's going through their own uh, personal trauma because it's a really everybody. challenging time. Yeah. yeah, Yes, it is. So, so we're here to have a drink and talk about how we would handle challenges that we face 
<laughs> do I have some doozies for you? In our ridiculous job. Yeah, and this is going to be fun because we don't know what we're going to ask each other. So this is live. I know, so we're doing it live. Yeah. I know. This is so great. All right. So what what are you what are you what are you drinking today for happy hour? I don't know. So Sasha was lovely enough to throw um the last little bits of alcohol that we have together in a glass for me and I'm like, "Well, this erase my memories." Like, I hope so. But really it's just elderflower tonic, vodka, Grand Marnier and cherry juice. All and right. Yeah, like I'm telling you it's delicious and I'm really hoping that it helps me loosen my tongue so that you know, the stories are good and it helps me forget mm-hmm. all the bullshit <laughs> I've been, I've had to deal with this week. Oh gosh. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> how, yeah. how, what are you drinking? <laughs> so I looked this up. I like to tie it in with the show. It's called Oh, I know. You're so Ancho good. Problem. Ancho Problem. Ancho Problem. It's a shaken drink. It's one ounce Ancho Reyes chili liqueur. Jesus. One ounce of nice. tequila. Uh, a little bit of lime juice. Uh, you can put a little bit of syrup in there. I don't like my drink sweet, so I didn't do it. Um, oh, I love a sweet drink. Oh my yeah, god! And, uh, the more there candy, you go. the better. Just oh. a little, little spice, little spice <laughs> for today. Well, yeah. Well, I love a spicy sweet drink. So next time, maybe. But um, before we get started, um, we have some exciting news, Lawrence. I know we just ended spooky season, which is so sad. It's my favorite. I know it's my favorite, but I consider the holidays spooky. So for me, (laughs) but does your heart start racing when? Somebody sidles up behind you, maybe a union rep. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> <No>. what? <laughs> Picture this. Uh, John Fundus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's so scary. <laughs> That's scarier than Halloween. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Jokes aside, it's not really that scary. Unions aren't that scary. That's what they want you to believe, though, right? So they kind of keep all the power to themselves. But... It's especially not scary when you have all the tools that you need to untangle the mystery and cobwebs of a union contract. Exactly. Those union contracts can be a maze. I was told personally one time in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, (laughs) (laughs) in a Marriott, 2009, you know, I was on the phone with John Fundus and I was like, sir, sir, I do not read anything in the contract that is explaining what you're explaining. He's like, Christian, the contracts are specifically written vague so that when Mm -hmm. we hear the situation, we can figure out the best course of action for the situation, the interpretation. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That seems like you're stacked against me. But honestly, after knowing that knowledge, I was like, okay, great. Yeah. Fantastic. Now I know where I stand. So I was able to move forward with that. So spoiler alert, like you said, it's not that scary, complex. Yeah. But Lawrence, Guess what? What? (laughs) Oh, I know. We've got the solution. It's our latest course, Demystifying Union Contracts, a Production Team's Guide. Right. And this course, it's a game changer because it will take you Mm -hmm. from feeling overwhelmed or fearful or maybe a little confused about unions to becoming a true expert in all things union. The course is going to empower you to confidently navigate the complex world of contracts. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, once you kind of know all of this, it's not all that complex once you understand it. 
Yeah, it's an online video course packed with over an hour of video content. Not only have we broken down every intricate detail, every union contract term, and every crucial concept, but we put them together in real-life scenarios to help you see how these terms affect your production schedule, your budget, and your relationship with your crew. And if you've ever felt like unions are a bit of an obstacle... That's what this course is for. We're here, to, we're here to clear clear that path. <laughs> the best thing is that it's available today, right now, for just $79. It's a, it's a special so price, so that's not going to last long. It is going to go up. <laughs> I guarantee you that. So grab your spot now at producershappyhour.com slash courses, or just click the link in the show notes. And get excited because we have even more incredible courses in the works. It's time to enhance your production style while, you know, let's face it, validating your current knowledge. That's right. All right, on with the show. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> Here's how it's going to work. Uh, we've got that question from the top of the show in the cold mm -hmm. open, right? We're going to answer that at the end. But first... Christian, you've got three questions for me that I don't I know do. what they are, and I've got three questions mm -hmm. for you, and we're just going to answer mm -hmm. them live. So why don't you start with your first question? Okay. All right. Close your eyes. Oh, I'm nervous. Okay. Okay. How do you handle when, let's say, your agency producer or your client, whichever, or network, whichever, you know, type of production that you're mm -hmm, on, mm -hmm. is abusive to you and your crew? Wow. I know. It's a tough one because I know we've both experienced it, but I also feel like this is one of those things that people don't talk about. They just live in the moment and they try to get through it. And then afterwards, there's this gaslighting that I do with to myself that's like maybe it wasn't so bad that I thought it right. was or maybe right. I was being a baby about it or whatever, but I fucking wasn't because I lived through it. Yeah. And you put your head down and you just wish to God. <laughs> I know you and I have had this discussion like, can something please happen in the world that will make this job? Oh. Oh, cancel because the abuse is so bad so yeah we've all been there so give us a few things that you would do when this happens okay so typically if, if, if something is happening live i tend to retract a little bit i'm i start being very careful with the words i say i i listen because it's usually it's about them it's usually not about you right so you just kind of got to let them get this all this toxicity out of their body and say what they need to say in whatever horrible language it is. And do your best to not focus too much on it because it's, it's usually about something else. And so let that happen. Take a step back. And that may sound like a cowardly thing to do, but I, I, I think it, the con confrontation at that moment is not necessary and not helpful. That diffuses the situation, everybody. What also gives you a moment to regroup yeah. and figure out how you're going to respond. So exactly. actually, what, you, what you're describing is fantastic. Something I wish I could do. <laughs> if I do determine that, okay, yeah, that was abusive, there's no need for me to take that type of behavior from somebody, I will get an executive producer involved because this becomes more of an HR problem. And us as freelance line producers, mm -hmm. we're not representatives of the company. We're, you know, we're, we're not even employed by them. We're employed by a payroll company, right? So exactly, it becomes a bigger issue. And at least you just need to at least notify people. So it's on record that some kind of abuse has happened, some kind of outbreak has happened, some kind of, uh, you know, uh, bad behavior has happened. So they can usually 
an ex- executive producer knows somebody higher than the agency producer that's on the job. They might know the head of production at the agency, or they might know an executive producer at the exactly. agency. And if it like, you know, it might there might need to be a conversation above your heads between those people um, that needs to happen. And then I would just talk to the talk to my executive producer and and see what how they would like to handle it because it is a, it is more of a HR issue. I take my cues from the executive producer on how they want to handle it. I find a lot of the times they're looking for a reaction from you. They're pushing for yeah. a reaction. And so, yeah, and sometimes, and I would like to think that I handle it well every time, but I don't. Sometimes I do get angry Mm-mm. back or match energy, which matching energy angers me afterwards because I'm just like, I lost control and that's what they were looking for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I think that it is absolutely um, something that needs to be addressed because you are there to protect your crew. And I know that there should be HR, but in the end... Yeah. The only person looking out for your crew is you most of the time. So I'll take the abuse all day long. But if somebody else on set gets abused, then I'm like, I'm like a mother hen, I feel like, right? I forgot I forgot to answer that way. Cause yeah, if it's about yeah. somebody else, that's that's a little bit of a different story. Yeah, I would, you know, take that crew person aside and and you know comfort uh, them. Comfort yeah. them and really mm-hmm. find out, you know, how they're feeling. Give them a minute, find out how they're feeling. Ask how they would like it to be handled. Exactly. So, yeah. Do not take it lightly at all when it's one of your crew members or team. Good. All right. Okay. So I'm going to ask you one now. We're on set. We're shooting some product. We're shooting a product, right? Oh, God. Uh-huh. You know, if uh, it's not great to save the pack shot for the end of the day. So let's say it's the middle of it. Let's say it's the middle of the day. <laughs> but um, it's... Uh, it's not great, it's not to, great no. to start on it either, is it? Well, you know, somewhere in the middle of the day to, to get everyone kind of calm about it. So let's say it's, you know, you're in the no. last third of your day and you're, you're on the pack shot and uh, the agency or client uh, comes up to you and says, hey, since we're on this pack shot, we just were talking and realized we need a, another pack shot for this other thing that we've done. Would you mind just... Moving the camera over here, uh, kind of turning it this way and giving us just another uh, thing. We're going to slap it on the end of this other thing that we're doing. Or maybe it's for social and we didn't talk about it. So easy it sounds. (laughs) And your director looks at you and says, no, I'm not shooting something for some other thing that they have. No, that's not my spot. I didn't get hired to do that and refuses. How would you handle that? <laughs> I would um again enlist enlist the um the help of the executive producer because one of two things are going to happen. The executive producer is going to tell them mm-hmm. no and back up the director or they're going to go to the director and yeah. say you have to fucking do this. It's going to be one or the other. I don't have that kind of power. If the agency said, um, and of course we'll pay any overtime that this incurs. I'd be like, all right. Um, and then add into that overtime maybe half the mm-hmm. director's day rate. Then, I mean, that could that would be a great compromise. The director's getting time and a half for the day to do yeah, one yeah. thing. One yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> and everybody gets paid to stay. Okay, like maybe that's a compromise. But in the end, it's not my, it's not my choice because you have a contract. That yeah. says you'll be doing this. 
And then you've got an agreed upon shot list and you went through a pre-production meeting and you did all of these things to, and like you, you've scheduled the day with your AD and everyone's prepared for these shots. Adding a shot like that is, um, that doesn't even pertain to the boards that you have in hand. I, I mean, to me, that's a, that's a no, but it's not my call. Even if it's just moving the camera <laughs> over to the right. It's the same setup. Come on, it's so easy. It'll it'll take 15 minutes. Just move the camera over here. Come on. <laughs> now he's gaslighting. <laughs> I'm saying it because that's that that's what happened to me. And yeah. No, exactly. And that and yeah, I bet. Like that's like uh, so like it's for social. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't have to even be perfect. <laughs> I had no executive producer on set with me to defer to. And it was, uh, I think I had 18 agency and clients in my village looking at me. Oh. Oh, yeah. And uh, my my director walked off set. So I shot it with my DP. I said, we need one more shot. And I kept the agency busy. They didn't even know my director walked off set. And I'm like, we've got five fucking minutes. Let's get this right now put the camera here yeah. and roll. When was this? About 10 years ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that feels like a 10 years ago request, for sure. Like, I remember the time that it was. I remember everything during that time, and people were trying, they were pushing everything. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, it's for social. Just get this real quick. It's for social. I was like, why didn't we it talk about this before? It should cost anything. <laughs> yeah. So I, and I, but I did negotiate with the agency, and I did say, look, we might have to cut this shot at the end of the day. If, if I don't have time for it, that's the shot that's going to go. You need to let your client know because we already talked about right. that was maybe a superfluous shot. So you, you got to take that moment. I talk about this all the time, setting up little landmines, right? Like you've got to set up some triggers like uh, you, you, that, that you can have to negotiate with later. And so yeah, that was a moment that I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I have to take something away. And that's what, you know, that's how we're going to make this right. happen. Yeah. Okay, next. I feel like all of mine are provocative and yours are like, <laughs> so here we go. You ready to be okay. provoked? Here uh-huh. we go. Provoked. What do you do when your director or agency on a travel job asks you to provide drugs? Oh, wow. <laughs> these, have, these have all happened to me. God, I know. They've happened to me too. So that's, that's why crazy. I'm like, And they're not even um, the worst things that have happened to me. I hold no judgment about of course. the use of drugs Mm-mm. or or anything that might, Mm-mm. you know, seem illicit exactly. to people. So, you know, if if somebody's comes to me personally, you know, it's not an email, it's not a demand, it's not on a text, <laughs> and just say, hey, <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I'm in from out of town. Do you know where I can maybe blah, blah, blah? As long as they're not expecting me to pay for it, mm-hmm. I'm not making a production assistant. Do something illegal. Yep, that happens. Uh huh. It does. I uh, then I will. I will do it. I will do it. I kind of look at it as as, as like if I was visiting a friend in another the full services. Full services. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, I say no judgment, but if it was um anything other than your typical uh you know recreational thing, if it was something on an, uh, a higher level than that, I probably would say, I'm sorry, I don't have any, I don't know where to get that. You know what I mean? like So beyond Coke is what you're saying. So like yeah. no heroin, no meth, no... Yeah, exactly. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. I agree with his statement to like, you know, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Exactly. Like, no, Viagra (laughs) have been asked. (laughs) I'm like, bro. Just go to the gas station. They've got (laughs) to. No, I've been definitely asked to buy yeah. condoms on set, so that was oh, always geez. fun. I do have a trick to suggest to people if they're ever asked and they're uncomfortable, just send uh, them to a strip club. Uh, yeah. Usually exactly. you can find just about anything at a strip club, and you don't have to be involved with it. Exactly. You're not the one waiting around for a dealer. You're not handing cash. You're not doing any of it. You're sending them to a place, mm-hmm. and you can just about find anything you need at a strip club, and you're giving the economy a boost by sending yes. work. Yeah. that way and give them a stack of give them a stack of ones as well fuck it exactly <laughs> yeah, like here you go definitely. have a good night okay my turn this one's basic but it, it, it can it can it can ruin your fucking day i can tell you that oh. it's not really an la thing i don't think i think it's maybe in other parts of the of the world you've done your tech scout you're getting ready maybe not tech scout but you're getting close you're a few days away from shooting and you get a phone call or you get an email and your permit has been denied. Oh, fuck. I once had a job where we did not realize it until the day of the tech scout that the wrong, and this was when I was on the client side, that the wrong mm. location mm-hmm. was booked. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. So, you know, we just immediately, like, I could not turn to everybody else and say that this was wrong, the creatives and stuff. And so I covered, I helped cover production. I said, oh, you know, like, thankfully it was during COVID times and I was able to say, hey, we we have to go to our backup house because of the family, you know, mm-hmm. ha- um, had got COVID or somebody from the member got, you know, I just, I made up an excuse and it all worked out and that was great. And when it comes to permitting and like the permit gets denied and you're right there, I mean, you just pivot. You just start, yeah. you start in with the permit office and say, okay, no problem. Why was it denied? How can yeah. I fix it? Is there another can we town go? that I go? Yeah, yeah, like is there a next door town or like say it is L.A. County and you um, like where can I go outside of L.A. County? Where can I, you know, or right, Santa Monica is not covered by it. Like there's mm-hmm, a, there's mm-hmm. a few towns, yeah. Malibu maybe, like there's mm-hmm. a few towns that you that aren't covered that you could go film to. And, you know, there are tons of location services that can help you. Yes. But yeah, or if you go into a town like, like, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Texas or somewhere in Atlanta, you can usually skirt out of needing a permit if you're on private property. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if you're doing something like you normally do, um, Lawrence, like experiential where you're blocking an entire <laughs> street block or you're 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 parking something where it needs yeah. to be for a month or you're in a park or something, <sighs> that can get scary. What do you do in that situation? Well, yeah, that's where this question came from. I was doing an experiential in New York. Yeah. <laughs> you were there. You were my like you were my you're my phone a friend. <laughs> yeah. You were my phone this a friend on that one. Yeah, I was like, was so oh. it was around Halloween and uh, it was supposed to be in like Tompkins Square Park or something like that. And yeah. uh, the, the uh, permit, experiential <laughs> permits are different, right? So I, I don't they know how are. many people work in experiential out there, but they don't get approved until the last minute. So you kind of are going on good faith that everything's going to go through. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, it got denied because there are, is kind of threats of violence on hall yeah. on this date around Halloween in the area and we just don't want more people around. So 
Well, I was, it was a full scramble. Um, it was supposed to be done outdoors, but we pivoted to an indoor mm-hmm. uh, storefront. And by, you know, the production gods smiled upon us. We found a beautiful, available store in the meatpacking, available oh. for our dates. Right, 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 right. You know, it, it, the money worked out. You know, it wasn't great, but hey, I got to fucking figure it out. Right. And we moved the whole thing into a storefront, which didn't require a permit. And it ended up being better than it was going to be outside. It was totally better. So, no, and um, I can say too that um, uh, that is something that is absolutely something to keep in mind in New York City because I've done also parade or um, mm-hmm. you know protest permits, and they do not get approved until the last minute either because it falls under this this thing that they just say. Oh, violence. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then they can cancel anything. The NYPD can cancel anything because of that. So it is absolutely something very much like a union contract. If you go in and you read the permitting oh, <laughs> yeah. in New York City, it just says, you know, um, it's very vague. Can be, this permit can mm-hmm. be repealed at any time. All right. <laughs> what's next? Test me. What do you do? When you realize, this could be for more of a production manager versus a PM, but you realize it's the morning of the shoot, it's Saturday morning, and oops, you forgot to call the Humane Society. Oh, my God. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Mm -hmm. This also has happened to me. And it wasn't because we forgot, but there was a fish tank, an aquarium on set. You know what? When you're on the tech scout and you've got 18 million things going on, I did not hear the director and DP say, oh, we're going to shoot this shot through the fish tank. It was never boarded. It was not on the schedule. It was just a little casual conversation. Oh, and then we'll get this shot. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that's an animal. (laughs) That's an animal. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) If it's in the commercial, it's an animal. exactly. And, man, I mean, you, you call them right away. And there's more than one. It does not have to be the American Humane Society. There's another one called MAPS, M-A-P-S. Who I love. I'm They're a huge great. fan of MAPS. They're great. And they allow for remote monitoring. We just use them on a farm. You can do, you can do it over FaceTime with them, mm-hmm. but you just got to get on the phone and find somebody fast. Mm-hmm. And that's a mea culpa. You know, you can, you can massage it a little bit in this, in this situation. You can say, you know, the the, the agency just my asked creative, to, my creative, creative director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just added a dog. We just got a dog to come here to set. And maybe that takes a little cooperation between you and the trainer and be like, hey, look, I forgot to call them. Like, uh, let's, uh, you know, here's the story. Please have my back. You know, and it's, yeah. it's not, you know, you just got to kind of kind of make up some scenarios to keep everything legit and get people kind of working together and get somebody on set or on FaceTime ASAP. And otherwise, I don't know what to do. You can well, go, go back after the fact and just document everything, film everything. And I don't know if that would work. I don't, I don't think that people understand. It's not mandatory. It, it's not mandatory, but back in the days of broadcast TV, I don't know if you remember what that was, um, <laughs> networks. My mom told me about it once. <laughs> networks would require that certificate in order to air that commercial in prime time. And so it, it's, it is not mandatory, especially in the age of internet. So, you know, it's not as big of a bone as it, as it used to be. But uh, yeah, you just got to make some calls and, and uh, that's kind of a mea culpa unless you can kind of 
massage the situation. I don't really know what else to say. We have to answer the, the one from the top of the show. But before we do that, Christian, I have one for you. Okay. What would you do mm-hmm. if someone finds on set human remains? <laughs> Funny you should ask, Lance. Yeah. <laughs> this just happened to me on my last job. And I thought you don't to say. myself, <laughs> I know. And I thought to myself, hmm, I have I thought I'd done everything until mm-hmm. boom. So close your eyes. Okay. <sighs> So somebody kicked something oddly. We were filming on a <laughs> a, um, <laughs> a construction site and somebody kicked something that was weird and the medic came over and started examining it. And then the medic said something to me and I was like, okay, how can we find out? And she said, well, why don't I FaceTime with the other medics I know? Sure. Did that. They all said, that's human remains. Oh. Then she FaceTimed with a doctor. The doctor said, whoa, that's human remains. So um, there's two ways to look at this, right? Like, oh, shit, they're going to shut us down because now we, we're filming on a crime scene. Right. Or, or biohazard. Yeah. Or this is an opportunity to handle somebody's untimely death in a very responsible way. There's, I just thought to myself, somebody out there <laughs> is missing somebody. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah. let's let's do what we need to do, okay? Right. Client was on board too. Is super sweet because you know what? It happened to be found right next to Video Village. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. It doesn't get better than this. So we call the police. Police come. They're like, "Hmm, that looks like human remains." <laughs> yeah, thank you. They yeah. Col- they collected that and a few bones that were around as evidence, and they took it away. And they said, "Listen, because the scene wasn't." bloody or it didn't look apparent like there was a lot around because it wasn't it was a small amount mm-hmm. that um uh we're gonna bag it tag it <laughs> evidence wise <laughs> take it back tested if it become if it is then we'll come back and we'll speak to the owner of the property and we'll do a more thorough search and i was like thank you so because we were nice because we did the right thing because we communicated with the police they were absolutely willing to let us continue on on. If we found anything else, we were supposed to talk to them, you know, but we were able to do this in a very respectful way and still do the right thing. And I know that 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 question obviously was a bit of a setup, but it can apply. To, <laughs> it, it, can, it can apply to anything. Right. Because injury re- on set, it can do real anything. life yeah, exactly. happens around you when you're filming. Mm-hmm. You're in real neighborhoods. You're in real mm-hmm. homes. You're in real towns and real life happens. And you need to get yourself out of your fucking Hollywood head attitude and deal with it like this a human commercial being. is the most important thing no. on earth right now, and we exactly. are we are brain surgeons and yeah, you know rocket Some, science. Sometimes you just gotta <laughs> step down off of your little horse, your little pony, yeah. and uh, get back and into your human. human body and and mm-hmm. treat things compassionately. So I'm glad 1, you percent. did it did it that way, mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. And so, Lawrence, like, I'm dying. Like, what? Uh, please elaborate on this um, scenario that we've discussed in the beginning. Right. So you're on set. It's take 25. And the, the, the child actor is melting down. The agency thinks they have the shot. Move on. Why are we still fucking filming the shot? And your director has some vision in mind that he's trying to get to. And it's, it's not coming together. Um, I Again, it's that same bartering thing of like, look. You can keep shooting the shot. We have to then cut this shot. 
that you love right. so much. We're going to have mm-hmm. to cut this line or this gag or this thing. Something's going away if you keep shooting this. They're happy. They want, I'm pointing to the vi- video village yeah. for mm-hmm. those who can't see me. The, the, they, they're happy. They want to move on. And if you keep shooting, they're not going to give us any time to do anything creative beyond this. We're just going to shoot boards from the rest of the day. And you're not going to like that. So we need to move on. They, they're happy. Yeah. And there's a point where kids can't do it. No. If you don't it's get it on, if you can't, don't get it on, on take three with, with an eight-year-old, yeah. you're kind of, mm-hmm. you're kind of, it's diminishing kind of returns. Yeah. How about, how about you? There's nothing where you're going to get. I do feel very strongly that I would, I would have to put my foot down and just say, listen, there's nothing more that this kid's going to do and we cannot come back to it. So yeah. if you, you know, two more, two or three more tries and then we're out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I like your version better though. I would not have thought to barter. Explaining consequences to your director is yeah. it, that works. So I would yeah. not have thought to do that. I would have been more like, <laughs> <laughs> "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> it's 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 like it's it is like actually talking to a minor. It's like if you eat this candy, you're not going to get dessert later tonight, and you are not going to be happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was. It's a ton of fun, Christian. We should do it again. So if anyone, any of our listeners, if you have weird situations or, or, or problems that you've faced on set and you want to hear us talk about it, send them in. Email Please. us. Producers Happy Hour. This was great. Gmail. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it again. All right. But it's time to go, Christian. Where, uh, where do people get a hold of you if they want you? SisterChristianProduces.com. And Lawrence, if they want you, how do they get you? LawrenceTLewis.com. All right, y'all. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Producers Happy Hour is brought to you with the help of the handsome Christopher Daniels. Who is a design and branding specialist. And Brendan Russell at podlad.com, who is our fabulous editor. If you enjoy this podcast and want to dive deeper, subscribe to our listeners' newsletter. Simply go to producershappyhour.com to sign up. Thanks for listening, and remember... Enjoy happy hour while you can. Because making shit is hard.